Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2015. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 6, and we are at page 86, Paragraph 2. Today's readers are Rachel W., Sharon R.S., and Julie R. The reference number for Tuesday, June 2nd, is 7702. That's 7702. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marie P. to read the 12 steps. Please press star one to unmute. Okay. This is Marie P., a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and we, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice their principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Pass.
Thank you so much, Marie. Uh, I will now ask Ellen B. to read the 12 Traditions. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Ellen B., a uh, compulsive overeater in Maryland. Uh, the 12 Traditions, Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Tradition 2, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Tradition 3, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Tradition 4, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Tradition 5, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Tradition 6, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Tradition 7, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Tradition 8, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Tradition 9, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Tradition 10, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Tradition 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Ellen. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 86, paragraph 2. I will ask Rachel W. to read that paragraph. Thank you. Press star 1, Rachel. Good morning, everyone. This is Rachel W. in New York. Um, On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. 
And, um, you know, here we are smack dab in the middle of step 11. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's laying out a plan for us that, uh, you know, for me to use my brains finally. And, uh, you know, and, and this idea of um, turning to God to direct my thinking and only having to do it for the 24 hours ahead. I mean, this is, this is really a, a cornerstone in the program because what's about to happen is um, we're going to go on to step 12 and, and suddenly, you know, be living, you know, this, in this different way, doing service in and out of the rooms, um, sponsoring, you know, if we're not doing that already, and, and becoming an example. So, you know, when, when we sponsor, um, you know, and, and when we do anything, you know, beyond the rooms, it's, I mean, life happens, you know, and... Um, you know, it could it could happen that a sponsee could could relapse, and then what would we, what would we do? Would we move away from from our work, or if a sponsor if a sponsee um, takes the ball and runs, you know, and, and gets this program, do we take credit for that? You know, so how how do we remain you know in the middle, not above or below the human race? And this is a daily introspection that only has to happen for 24 hours, where I give my life, I continually do it. You know, step 10 is about continuing to do it, and step 11 is seeking to do it just continuing that self-examination, meditation, and prayer going hand in hand. And, and the reason this is such a cornerstone is that when, you know, the challenge in step 12 is indifference. So when I start, you know, living this way and, and just doing, you know, living in this way, um, the challenge to that is just keeping it up. And the first thing to go is the prayer and meditation, in my case anyway, is that connection. I start playing games with it or thinking I don't have time for it or just dashing out of bed without thinking. So um, this is really, it's serious. You know, it's not just a, a nice paragraph. It's a really serious cornerstone of my program and of my life. And I know that um, I only have to do it for today. So um, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm really grateful for everyone here on the line. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, Rachel. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Charles H., you can put me forth. Okay. Matt. Matt M., okay. Lonnie P.? Lonnie P.? Yes. Okay. Okay. Jan S. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Jan S. Okay, Jan S. Okay. We'll have Matt M., Lonnie P., Jan S., and Charles H. Did I miss anyone? Can Lonnie go before me, please? Before Matt? Okay. Okay. So we have Lonnie P., Matt Did you say M. Jan? What? Did you say Jan S.? I'm sorry. Um, Lonnie P. is going to go first, then Matt M., then Jan S., then Charles H. Let's go. Okay. Hi, everybody. This is Lonnie P., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Florida. Uh, I love, you know, these passages, you know, step 11 and starting my day this, this way every day, you know, by reading these passages in the big book, you know, and one of the other things that I do upon awakening is I say the third step prayer and that just completely, you know, starts my day off as far as turning my life and my will over to my higher power, you know, cause I need to be reminded every day. And that's why I read these paragraphs is how to be and throughout my day. It, it reminds me that throughout my day, each and every day, I need to turn to my higher power. 
you know, I need to turn to God, you know, because I don't know what to do. My way of thinking basically got me into the food, you know. So upon awakening, you know, first thing is I asked for, you know, you know, my thoughts to be divorced from, you know, self-sitting, dishonest, and self-seeking motives, you know. And, and then I asked God to direct my thinking, you know. And then I have to, you know, pause because the answers don't, you know, necessarily come to me immediately. And sometimes that pause is a lot longer than I want it to be because I'm impatient. Um, but it's only when I get that nudge to think, you know, to say or speak or, or do something is when it's God-centered, because otherwise it's Lonnie's self-will run riot. So I'm just grateful for these instructions on on how to start my day, what to do throughout the day, that when things crop up that I pause and I seek my higher power, you know, and these are the things, this whole check and balance system with, you know, steps 10 and 11 that keeps me in recovery. Um, and I'm extremely grateful for that. So. With that, I pass, and thanks for letting me share. Thank you. And Matt M., it's your turn. Yes, hi. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, my fellow visionaries. This is Matt M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, just for today. Um, something I heard uh, yesterday and today is about thinking. This is really trying, when I wake up in the morning, this is a way to center my thinking to not be selfish and self-centered and arrogant and egotistical, which is my base nature. I'm, I'm always thinking about myself. I'm always thinking about what I can squeeze, like it says in the big book and previous pages. I'm always trying to squeeze as much um, joy in the world as I can without giving back to the world. And as in the Just for Today pamphlet, you know, so as to give to the world, so the world will give to me. I have to put good energy out there. And for me, my thinking is always um, twisted, as I heard yesterday from someone share, my best thinking got me in the rooms, but I would not trade my best day in the food for my worst day in the rooms. Just because I put the food down, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be wonderful and cheery. Stuff's still going to happen. I'm going to lose friends. People are going to pass away. I'm going to, I'm going to have um, health issues, which I have a lot of. Even though, even though I'm, have, having, I'm in recovery, and physical recovery, I still have a lot of health issues. I, I destroyed my body. You know, I, I'm, I have a lot of, ba- I call battle scars. I have a lot of battle wounds on my body. Um, not just stretch marks. Other things are going on. And I have to say prayers every morning. People are saying, I say a prayer. I say, thank you, God, for letting me wake up today. Because someone shared yesterday, it's not my choice whether I wake up or not. My higher power is, op- is what opens my eyes, you know. And um, my eyes were opened. I'm so grateful that I finished, that I got through the work the first time. This is not the only time I'd be doing the steps. This is the first time I actually completed the steps the first time around. It took me seven years. That's a lot of, like, floundering and a lot of, like, skirting the rooms, you know staying on the outsides of program, you know, the lights are on, no one's home, you know, the calls are coming from inside the house, that kind of thinking. I was in the rooms, but I wasn't in the rooms. And um, I was just basically like, you know, self phone run riot. Let me tell you something. If being liked was a prerequisite for being, kept, let, uh, being allowed to stay in the rooms, I would have been gone a long time ago. Because five years of relapse being in the rooms, I was insufferable to be around. I didn't want to be around myself. So how can anybody else? They were nice to me. People talked to me, but my phone didn't ring. And I know why my phone didn't ring. So when I wake up every morning now, I say, please, God, don't let me go back to that person I was. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's like it feels like surreal that I was ever like that person. But you know what? I'm not that far removed for it. So I have to, I, I got to remember that I have amnesia. I have a built-in forgetter who likes to forget what I was like. So, um, you know, I'm very grateful that yesterday I centered myself because I actually had to go out food shopping for the first time in a long time 
um, and uh, being recovered. And you know what? I said to my higher power, higher power, get me through this store as quickly as you can go. Help me to get what I need on my list only, and please help me not to take my will back. And you know what? I got out of that store with everything I needed, and I actually have money left over to use for the rest of the month. I didn't binge my brains out. I didn't get junk food. And you know what? That's not me. Left to my own devices, <laughs> I'd be broke. I'd be, on the, I'd be on the streets, homeless, and who knows what else would have happened to me. So I know this program does work. It saved my life, and it will save your life too if anybody's struggling. It does work wonders, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Matt M. And Jan S., your turn. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Thank you so much for your service for leading. My name is Jan S. I come from St. Augustine, Florida, and I am so grateful that I wake up every morning and God has given me this day. He doesn't give me tomorrow or six weeks from now. He gives me this day. And I thank him for this day because in this day, my higher power blesses me with everything that I'm going to need. And in exchange for that, I give God my will. I do ask him in the morning to please free me and divorce my thinking from self-pity self-seeking motives, dishonesty, and I add to that thinking, um, um, I add critical, judgmental, obsessive thinking. I add things like self-abusive thoughts. I, you know, I add gossiping to that. I ask, I ask God to take all those things because my thinking is my will. It all starts in my head, you know, and I really can't afford to be in my head. So I I prefer to say that uh, I'm out of my mind today and in my heart because that's that's the truth, you know. When I live from my heart where my higher power lives in me, um, I have a really, really amazing, awesome-centered day. So I give God my thinking because that's my will. And for me, that is, and I ask him all day, God, please direct me. God, please show me your will. But it has to start out that way in the morning. To me, that is the peace. You know, if I am not centered, I'm I'm not going to have a great day. And, you know, I can change that at any time, but it's a lot more challenging. The routine that I have is just a blessing. I get up early. I'm quiet. I thank my higher power for the the songs of the nature outside, birds and the crickets and all those things because it's just all, you know, gifts. And it's just this day. And when I can trust that God has blessed me with everything that I'm going to need in this day because I'm under his care, you know, there's no fear. There's no worry. There's no anxiety. I have more energy for the things that I need to do, just like the big book says, you know. I have a mind that I use, and I ask God to make it in, in, you know, partnership with his will for me today. So I absolutely, I absolutely love waking up and, and, you know, saying good morning, God. I used to say, good God, it's morning, and jump out of bed and start controlling the, the entire universe. And for today, you know, I walk in, you know, I walk in God's care, and it is just such a gift. So... I thank you all for your sharing, your abstinence, and and for all your encouragement and strength. Have a blessed day, everyone. 
Thank you so much, Jan. Matt M. No, not Matt M. Charles H. Your turn. Thank you. This is Charles H., a recovered visionary just for today, calling from Yonkers, New York. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for waking me up another day. Thank you, God. I wanted to use a couple of the 86,400 seconds that my higher power has given me um, to give him praise, to honor him. Um, so I want to drill down. I hear some noise. Um, I don't need no help sharing. Thank you. Um, so I want to drill back down on we ask God to direct our thinking. Um, first of all, for me, prayer and meditation is premeditated. So you take the P and the R from pray, and you take the meditation from meditation, and it's, pre, it's premeditated for me, and I need to do that. So I want to I want to go to the top of page thirty five in my favorite in my favorite chapter. What sort of thinking dominates the alcoholic who repeats time and time after desperate experiment of the first drink? You know what type of thinking, Charles? The thinking of that guy, the bone dry guy. The thinking of Jim. The thinking of the jaywalker. The thinking of Fred. The thinking of somebody that thinks that material things is going to fill that God hole that I have, that type of thinking. My thinking is twisted every single day. Thank you, God. Yesterday was twisted, real twisted, right? And I had to do some things, and today, this morning I got to do some things, but I, I found out yesterday that, you know what? I didn't meditate in the morning. I didn't do it, and that had me off center. I can't be off center. I got to be aligned. I got to be at the altar with my higher power. I got to be there, giving them all the praises and, and, and divorcing my thinking from self-pity, self-delusion, self-seeking, all that self. I got I to gotta give it up because I'm twisted. See, see in these two paragraphs here, um, this one we're in right now and the next one after that, how come thinking and thought is all in there? You know, my thought will be on a higher plane when I premeditate. Because cause you know what? Anything I do is premeditated. You know, if I yell, scream, curse, have a fight, have an argument, it's premeditated. Thoughts are dangerous. That's why it's so much listed in these two paragraphs. The next one we're going to get to. Right right now I'm preying up. I'm getting you prepared. <laughs> so um, so you, you, you know the uh, equation that I have for thoughts, right? A thought develops into a into an idea, which develops into an act, which de develops into a habit, which makes my character. Like if I say that I'm a, if I say I'm a mean person and I do things that's mean, then I got character. If my personality matches my character, I got integrity. But if I ask, which means praise to me in the big book, um, God to direct my thinking. Then he can. Then 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 everything can change. That's where it is. My thoughts, my mind is the crux of the problem. So that's why I ask God to direct my thinking. I need to ask Him every day and thank Him at night, and thank Him every day during the day, and, and, and praise Him every time I can get an opportunity to. And I can't fall behind that. I can't. You know what? God is so good because He gives me self will, like Charles. Go ahead. You want to go bump your head? Go ahead. I'll be here if if, if you 
thinking about me and you want to get back. So with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks for allowing me to have a voice this morning. Thank you, Charles. And I'd like to share, this is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, this whole paragraph is, is just a, it's a very good one, as other people have shared, to um, read every morning. Um, but I'm just focusing um, on this sentence. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motive. You know, it doesn't say repent which means to completely turn and walk the other direction. It doesn't mean, it doesn't say to die. It says to be divorced, which, you know, when people get divorced, they are no longer married to each other, but they can never take away from the fact that they were at one time married. They are forever, that is their past. And that is the reality for me, is that I was a self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking person. And, you know, some people get divorced and then they get remarried again. My grandmother did that. And then she got divorced again. And then she got remarried again. I mean, you know, and that's kind of how we are with our self-seeking, um, dishonest and self-pity things that we do. That, yes, I would love to say that they are gone forever, that I am dead to that type of behavior. But unfortunately, on awakening every day, I have to ask for that. I have to ask to not get my will and my way and me, me, me uh, messed up with my day. I have to ask God for help. And so I'm just so grateful that, um, you know, God does give us brains to use, that uh, we can, you know, shift our thought life um, moment by moment at times because, you know, this, this life, it just keeps happening and happening and happening. Um, it doesn't matter that I'm thin. It doesn't matter that I've been absent a long time. It doesn't matter that I used to be this way or used to be that way or um, I got through a really hard thing or, or this happened or that happened. I'm still going to have hard days. It, there's nothing out there that is going to prevent that. Um, just like the uh, sun rises and the moon comes up and the tide rolls in and out. So is it with life happening, and sometimes I don't like it. But this is a program that allows me to walk through anything that happens in my life and not have to go back down um, that horrible abyss of self-pity, self-seeking, and ultimately back into the food. And with that, I'll pass. Would anybody else like to share on this paragraph before we move on? Larry? Larry? Sarah W. Sarah W. Chrissy M. Chrissy. Chrissy M. Okay, we'll go with those three. And uh, so Larry K., Sarah W., Chrissy M. Thank you, Larry. Thanks, Katie, for your service. Uh, Larry K., Recovered Compulsive Reader. so my, you know, my prayer is, is not about, you know, changing my higher power to make my higher power aware of what I need. You know, my higher power already knows what my deficiencies are and what I need. No, my, my prayer is a, is a catalyst for my own willingness to enable God to change me as God sees fit. And, you know, I mean, step 11 <clears throat> states, you know, praying only for the knowledge of God's will for us 
and the power to carry that out. <clears throat> so, you know, our willingness to find God in the midst of our struggle, you know, because life, you know, as Katie mentioned, life can be a struggle. And, you know, and, and, and let let it change us in our deepest and truest, you know, that's in that sense. And when we do that on a daily basis, no matter how difficult the struggle, it's like we're building a spiritual workout into our routine. Like we're, you know, we're, we're building spiritual muscles in order to get a different result than we've experienced in the past. And, you know, more intimacy with God, more capacity for growth. And for me, this opens up the possibility for more change. And that's what I need. You know, and, and one of my personal observations with this process is, I found that I, I need to continually examine my, my, my heartfelt desire to do God's will. You know, every day through prayer and meditation, I have to keep putting myself in the mindset of, of desiring God's will. And there was a prayer that I, I was reading uh, something, and it was a real honest type of prayer. And it, I'm just going to read it. it. It said, you know, God, I have no idea where I'm going. I, do, I don't see the road ahead of me, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I, I think I'm following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, therefore I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost, I will not fear, for you are with me. And um, and that's sometimes how it feels to me. Is just, uh, you know, I, I don't know what direction I'm going always. No idea. But I, I just, each morning, I say, God, show me, show me what, you know, how you would have me be. Help me to be of, of service to you and to others. And then every day, you know, God does that for me, if, if I have that heartfelt desire for that. Anyways, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Sarah W., your turn. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, Vision, for you. This is Sarah W., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Oh, I love the 11th step. And, um, you know, the I learned from somebody that the uh, principle behind it is uh, spiritual awareness. Awareness. And, um, you know, the gift of working with others is that sometimes you hear something that you never heard before, you learn something, um, and they teach you. You know, it happens so often. And um, I had a a woman that I worked with that um, said to me, when you walk towards God, God runs to you. And that was so uh, profound for me. And um, I wanted to focus on our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives, which is really a promise. And, you know, in my heart, um, you know, uh, when I take the time, really my whole attitude towards the whole day changes completely. And I do have a different way of looking at people and looking at things, you know. As, you know, we've had some wonderful shares this morning, and as was stated, you know, life does continue to happen. And, you know, really, I'm powerless over everything, um, except the first bite. You know, I can, I can control that because I can make a decision to lift up my arm and take the food and put it in my mouth. 
um, once I take that first bite, I don't have a, 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 any way out. Um, but I wanted to go back to page 55 for a moment because it's one of my very favorite parts of the book. And it says, we found the great reality deep within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. And as we've heard, many of us, um, I'm sure there are newcomers on the line, but, you know, it's an inside job. This whole thing is all about our decision to change and to want to change. And when we do want to change, you know, God does more for us than we ever thought was possible. If you knew who I was 20 years ago, I'm not even near the same person physically, emotionally, spiritually. And as we work the steps, this happens to us, uh, but we have to have the, um, the willingness to do the work. And, um, you know, it's been just a, an incredible, what my life is today is nowhere near what it was 20 years ago. And I'm just so grateful because today I want to do God's will. Today I want to uh, help others. And I also want to take care of myself because I have to put on that oxygen mask and take care of me first. Otherwise, how can I be there for others? So, you know, it's just like, you know, the indecision comes and you kind of know, um, you know, you talk to other people and you have, um, you know, God winks happen to us so much more often. And so anyway, I, I'm so grateful to be abstinent today, to be alive today and healthy, and to have all the gifts that I've been given. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Sarah. Chrissy M., your turn. Hi, I'm Chrissy M., recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And thank you for all the great shares this morning. And just real quickly, I just want to share something that has been on my mind this morning in meditation. And I have a a buddy that I pray with in the morning and it's been so amazing to be able to do that and it's been such a, a gift in my recovery to be able to share in a group um, it, among people and out loud. It's it's really changed my prayer life and made me feel more connected and that is for me always been my desire although I couldn't name it was a desire for connection and you know in living a self-reliant life, it's as if I was plopped down into like a Roman arena and it's survival of the fittest and I'm using I'm using all of my gut instincts how to survive down here and really it was this program and many other uh, spiritual paths that point all to the same place to seek to seek my higher power's purpose for me, that there is a higher power, there is a purpose. There are um, instructions, and I have to get my instructions from somewhere, but it doesn't, it's not a quick process. That's the thing. You know, really our society is not set up for this process because it's so fast-paced, the alarm clock, time schedules. This this evolution of of really supporting this kind of living would be a world where, you know, people kind of make their own schedules and it's like uh, the, the world is very conscious of the fact, wouldn't it be a wonderful place to say, you know what, I need to meditate on that for a little while. Can I get back to you? <laughs> but it's something that we almost have to be ashamed of, you know? And it's a slow process. It involves prayer to seek God's will, meditation, and journaling for me. 
and it's a conscious intention, moment by moment, to seek and do the will of God, my creator. Um, so, so for me, I don't beat myself up anymore about being selfish and self-seeking and self-centered. It's just that I am going blind. When I'm doing that, I'm just going, um, I'm reacting on my gut instinct, and I'm just doing the best that I can. And so I remember to go, come back, pull within, and really get quiet with self and get my directions and get clear. And I have a lot of help doing that. Thank you, God, with all of these beautiful people that I've met along the way in my journey. Um, And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to ask Sharon R.S. to read the next paragraph. Well, good morning. This is Sharon R.S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, and thank you, all of you visionaries on the line. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We may pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We can rely upon it. So this is, uh, boy, this is another one of those paragraphs that you could spend all day talking about. But what it speaks to me is it reminds me of my step three commitment when I turned my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood God. And now these pages that we've been studying is that are, are telling us how to live with our new employer, how to live with this higher power that we've turned our lives over to as uh, with any new job, we learn. We need to learn the expectations. What are the requirements of this job? What what are what is, what does my employer expect of me? Then we develop routines that will help us in our work life. Our new job. We have a new job, a new employer. So now God is our employer, and you can also look at it. Our God, our our guide, Father, whatever works for you. But you have this new relationship in life, and that and and this power is going to guide uh, your your thinking and guide your actions. So, uh, and then it says here, I love this because uh, it's something that I really need to work on. We relax and take it easy. And why do we relax? Because we're no longer running the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're we're no longer self-reliant where everything that happens we have to do it and we have to make it happen we've let go of that we're now god reliant and so we don't have to be uh holding up uh, all of the pillars ourselves we can trust that the pillars are in place someone else is taking care of that we just have to play our role but the first thing is we have to know what our role is and the only way we can know our role what it is is to go to the director uh, some people on someone on the line says the divine director but we go to that director our employer if you if you wish and we ask each day what our role is we make sure we stay in tune to what we're supposed to do um and and we don't look behind at the past. We don't look for, forward at the future. We stay in the moment, just in this day only. So uh, it says here, we may not be sure uh, what to do. We may face indecisions. We may, uh, uncertainties. We have so many things to do. For me, sometimes it's okay, i got a list of 25 things to do. What's the first thing that I need to do? So... Uh, the other thing is some people have chronic illness, chronic brain fog, uh, but the big book says you can still recover. You can still live in this new life, but God becomes the working part of our brain uh, and by, by slowly doing these, this routinely every day, taking, uh, waiting, pausing, listening, getting guidance and direction. It becomes a working part of our our brain. So we are like people who have lost our legs, but this is telling us how to strap on that prosthetic device. God becomes the prosthetic. God becomes our legs. God becomes just a regular part of our day-to-day life. We depend upon it, and we rely upon it, and that's how we get through our day as people who are uh, disabled, who have a chronic illness that from which we will never recover, and God becomes that prosthetic for us. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sharon R.S. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Melissa C. You. Renata. Reva P. Sally. Reva P. Okay. Um, okay, I got do Melissa. There was someone after Melissa, Reva P, and Sally. Renata. Renata. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, great. Let's have those um, five, please. We have do Melissa, Renata, Reva, and Sally A. Go ahead. Good morning. Do. This is do L, uh, recover compulsive overeater. I love this paragraph. It says. In thinking about our day, we face indecisions. And throughout the day, I'm going to face a lot of indecisions. And um, it tells me what to do. I first ask God. And this is, this is the third prayer of six prayers that the 11th step gives me. And it says, here we ask for inspiration and to the thought or decision. And then we relax and take it easy. So for me, it's giving me uh, prayer, then meditation, been listening for God's still small voice because how do I know that? It says we might struggle. We often are surprised that the right answer comes when we try this. This and what used to be a hunch 
or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes work and part of our mind. And for me, is determining at this point in time, what is God's voice, what is my voice, and what is the disease voice? Because, you see, I can pay the price for these presumptions when I think that I'm listening to God's voice when it's my voice. Or when I think I'm listening to God's voice and it's the disease voice. So how do I know the difference between each of the voices? And it's very simple. You know, God's voice is loving. It's always going to give me direction, loving direction. It's going to always lead me to the right, next right thought, next right action. You know, and when I know that it's beyond me, something that is more than me, and that, that thought, I, it can never enter my mind, I know that that's God's voice. My voice would be, you know, the super ego, the self, the selfishness, this, you know, what I desire, what I want, what I want to accomplish versus what God wants me to accomplish. So I need to know what voice I'm listening to. And the disease voice is the decisive, the, the divisive voice that wants to destroy me, that wants me to go back to the food, that wants me um, to think about those things that lead me back to the food. So I need to, when I am praying, I need to determine what is the voice. That's why it says relax and take it easy, because I need to be in meditation as to what is the voice that I'm listening to, and then follow that voice. And usually when I get in tune with God's voice, what is an occasional inspiration becomes a work and part of my mind. And that's, that's what is, is talking about here. And so I can rely upon it. I can continue to do this over time. And over time, God will bring me more and more in line with his will. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jude. Melissa, C. I believe. your turn. Hi. Good morning. This is Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and, um, you know, I just, I love this because, um, you know, I do face indecision. I'm human, and I used to think that um, I had to know everything, you know, because my ego was so great and, and my denial was so great that, of course, I knew all of the answers, um, and I couldn't imagine what it would feel like to stop being in perpetual motion um, you know, I was, I was fighting so hard, um, for an appearance, um, you know, kidding myself. And so I, I saw indecision as weakness. Um, and now, you know, I can almost, I can almost embrace when I'm indecisive because I know that the reason, um, I don't come upon decisions quickly is because I'm retraining my brain that, you know, the the voice that I always operated on in the past um, was my ego, was my self-will, was my disease. And so, of course, that had all the answers. And now, um, you know, I'm, I'm aligning myself with God's will for me. And so I, I'm, I'm almost <laughs> sounding crazy, but I'm almost joyful when I, when I can allow myself to feel indecisive because then I know – that I'm, I'm thinking along a different thought plane. And, um, and, and I don't have to have all the answers today. You know, I'm okay. It, it, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to know everything. Um, and, um, you know, and so now when I face indecision, 
um, I can think about, you know, what is it that my higher power has in mind for me? When I was the director, then, of course, I knew where everybody needed to stand on the stage, and I knew where everything needed to be, but now I'm not. I'm clearly uh, aware that I am not the director. And so, um, you know, when I can get quiet, it's amazing how the answers do come. They they do appear. And, you know, the intuitive voice, um, for me, I, I have this internal kind of barometer where I feel serenity and I feel peace. And, you know, and that at once tells me that that, that's God's will for me. You know, I can, I can put my uh, indecisions down on paper. I can run them by my sponsor. I can, you know, talk to other people in the fellowship. Um, and then my morning, you know, practice is getting quiet, and the answers do come. And you know, it, it's amazing because um, I, I can feel it now you know, so much quicker when I'm in agreement with God's will for me. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Renata, your turn. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G. with COVID Compulsive Veda in New York. Um, in thinking about our day, we may face a decision. We may not be able to discern which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought for decisions. And I think this really is the practice of not running my life um you know by myself anymore you know i'm i'm not i'm not the director anymore so here i practice every day asking god for you know inspiration intuition and like for me it's not just about when i have like major things going on that i i have doubts i don't know which way to go or you know what decisions to make but on a daily basis, I use this prayer, and I, you know, I ask God for inspiration to the thought or decision about sharing on a meeting, you know, and then I, 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 I let it go. And if God gives me inspiring thought, I'll share. If it doesn't, then I won't. Or, you know, I always use this prayer when, you know, when I know I'm going to have sponsee calls that day because I really want to ask God to inspire my thinking so then I'm, I'm, I have a better chance of not, you know, acting on, on self-will, you know, and it says we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. And what does it mean to me is that, you know, I go on with my day, you know, I'll do whatever is right in front of me to do, you know, go to work or go to the gym or fold some clothes or wash the dishes, whatever it is, you know, I don't don't just sit around and, you know, think about that problem, about that, you know, decision that I have to make all day long. No, I go ahead and do what the next right thing to do. And, you know, maybe when that thought crossed my mind again, I'll have new information, new ideas that I didn't have before because that's going to be God's, you know, inspiration. You know, it's going to be that sixth sense, that intuition that I didn't have before. Because now, you know, I'm, I'm unblocked from God. So God can give me that intuition that I need. And the more I practice it, the more natural it becomes. You know, the more easily I can identify God's guidance. And, uh, you know, whenever I have, you know, things that are not very clear, that I can't figure out on my own, I also, you know, I ask my fellow 
recovered comp- you know, friend for, for help, you know, because I believe that God speaks through other people too. And um, just to, to, to wrap up here where it says, being still inexperienced and have just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. And I know this line gave me a lot of comfort when I first became recovered because I didn't feel recovered all the time. And it says right here that I'm not going to feel inspired all the time. And even, you know, there's certain days like yesterday I felt a little bit disconnected. I, you know, there are times that I can really feel the presence of God. There are times that I don't. And it's okay. All I have to do is go back to God. And he's always there for me. Thanks, NFS. Okay, um, Reva P., it's your turn. Um, and then I'm sorry, Sally, but I think you're going to have to speak at the next hour. I apologize. Good morning. This is Reva P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. I'd like to comment on the sentences, we relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. Here I am in step 11 at this paragraph where I'm getting a new design for living. And, you know, I am still, after doing steps 4 to 9 and my daily step 10, um, sort of a compulsive person. I used to react to everything uh, without thinking, and now I get to respond. And I've also heard, you know, I was like a human doing instead of a human being. Being is very hard for me, but doing, I can do, 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 go, 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 go. Um, The problem is I was going based on my will and my thinking as opposed to um, God's. So what this, these sentences remind me is, you know, yesterday I prayed, I thought I meditated, you know, I listened for a few minutes, but I didn't really get the answer. Um, I'm not a very patient person. So these sentences remind me that instead of doing and acting, which is my first reaction, I need to be still. I need to relax. God's way is the easier way, the better way, the smoother way. My way is hard and difficult and struggling and fighting. So it's the opposite of what I would naturally do. I pause. And yesterday I did not pause. It took me a couple of hours to realize I was doing things willy-nilly. And when I paused, um, I realized I still didn't know. I didn't know, and that's okay. I've heard it said, I don't know, for me, is a safe place because I can be still and ask God, Whereas beforehand, I don't know meant, I better figure this out, I better fix it, I better think of something, what's wrong with me that I don't know the answer. Um, And it's okay today for me not to know the answer, because that means I ask, and I don't ask Riva, I ask God. Um, That's all I have to share. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry, um, Sally, that we do not have time for your share this morning. Um, If you could please stick around for the second hour. Thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will Julie R. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Julie R. Recovered in California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you will find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until that pass.